Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke. I'm Don Johnston. And I'm Mary Lee Locke. NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you. Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too. But we can't promise it'll always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. It's the last one of the season. We finally made it. Welcome back one final time. Look how far we've come, my baby. I will say, it's been a year of big changes for us here on the podcast. For one, I figured out how to make it so Donnie doesn't sound like garbage every week. Wow, that's rude. Now if we can just get your picks not to be garbage every week. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I meant that Me I wasn't. I didn't I provide you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what I meant was, I didn't give you the tools to succeed. Um, but then we also added Marilyn and Corey here too, partway through the season. And uh, like yeah, I say, really big not changes. Still not, necessarily. not sure how that happened. Well, they yeah, were big changes, but know. not necessarily great changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do the fans know that like Mary Lee's actually just an AI? <laughs> she might be artificial but she ain't intelligence <laughs> hold on I've got a song for you she's beauty and she's grace she's Miss United States she's beauty and the beast <laughs> I'll be honest actually I I am sad to admit that I know that reference to Miss Congeniality that don't surprise me you've watched no. every chick flick there is <laughs> actually that's not true i don't do like the pure romance stuff but if it's a romantic comedy i'm in yeah rom-coms are my scene <laughs> however well, the actual dating world not so much <laughs> <laughs> he's just in the comedy movies in the dating world <laughs> listen the middle-aged married women love me mm. yeah nothing better than people who can't date you well, they can. They're just not supposed to. <laughs> well, what do you say we get into the racing? Let's. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm still trying to adjust my mic. Okay, I'm ready. We ready for one final after the checkers? Absolutely. A Let's recap give it. of Phoenix. Here we go. Ross Chastain wins in Phoenix with Ryan Blaney following him in second place to claim his first Cup Series championship. We will get to Ryan Blaney momentarily, but how important was this win for Ross Chastain? He seems to put up a lot of fight to earn it, but does it really matter? I mean, I think it matters. You guys know I'm not a Chastain fan at all, but honestly, back-to-back seasons showed a lot of promise. Uh, I was in the championship for last season, round of eight this season. He just proved really that if he can get back to that final four, then he's a huge threat to win it. Because I think we all kind of agreed that Blaney had the best showing out of, like, you know, consistently going into this race. Uh, off the podcast when we weren't talking about picking our guys, we were all kind of like, yeah, I'm worried about Blaney. Uh, I think if Ross Chastain gets back there, then you got to think he's a real threat to take the win. So I think they're going to get huge momentum off this. I think Trackhouse is going to keep building a good program going forward. So, so much as I hate to say it, yeah. 
Yeah, actually, like Corey and I were saying at the beginning, um, Ross Chastain was the most interesting part of this race. Uh, it wasn't actually an interesting race overall. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, the anticipation of trying to figure out who's actually going to win it and stuff, and, and, you know, there was a bit of transition throughout the day. Obviously, William dominated the the first stage there, and, and then as we transitioned through, there was comers and goers, and Larson led for a little bit, and Bell had his incident. There was definitely things that occurred, but... But Ross was the most interesting aspect of the race. And I think what's important here for me uh, from Ross's perspective is he just kind of put the world on notice that he's back to I do not care who you are. I'm here for me. And that's all that matters. And uh, if you're going to do that at the championship race, I dare say that during the regular season next year, we might just see Ross Chastain uh, back to his former self. And that was a not only dangerous, literally, but dangerous figuratively as well. <laughs> uh, you know, he was always a threat. So I think uh, I think it just serves to serve notice, if that makes sense, uh, that uh, that they mean business next year. And they're looking forward to come back with some momentum on their side from 2023. Well, did we ever just come full circle? One of my first episodes, we talked about Ross Chastain. To be and fair, his, talked his, about him a lot there for a while. Yeah, but that's when I started on the podcast. So what a great way to end it. <laughs> you mean for the season? Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys continue on for the season. No, I'm just kidding. We ready? Let's move on to Ryan Blaney, shall we? Yeah, because Corey Ryan? probably didn't have any thoughts. I'm sorry, Corey. Did you have thoughts about Ross Chastain? Do you have a Not lot of thoughts really. about Ross Really, I enjoyed watching him. Like Evan said, he was the most exciting part of that race for me. Anyways, he was still doing his burnout even when Blaney was done of his. So that was pretty yeah, funny. Right. It was the most Ross Chastain thing, right? Ever. Like that's just <laughs> oh, the best man. part is that like they didn't show it on TV, but I saw a picture. It must have been today or yesterday, but anyway, of him standing there with the watermelon, getting ready to drop it, and I'm like, of course he still did the watermelon smash. <laughs> And you know what? Kudos to him for it. It's he earned oh, that 100%. moment, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna tick people off, you might as well at least get the celebration out of it. So, for sure. All right, guys, let's go on to Ryan Blaney. So he earns his first championship and continues, as he has, to elevate the Blaney family legacy. Having said that, with only ten wins, would you have considered him worthy of a championship? prior to this race, especially if you'd have known he wouldn't get the win at Phoenix. I don't think it matters either way. He won the championship. So, I mean, like, whether people think he's worthy or not, he's a champion. So, in my mind, that makes him worthy. He was faster than everybody else. So He is a champion. No. Well, I'm going to cut that Anybody else talk. Anybody (laughs) else. So, yeah, like... To be like, did I think he was going to win a championship this season? No. Like, I did not have that pegged. He's coming off a winless campaign last year. Uh, I mean, the fact that he didn't win the championship race, like, it kind of was the most Blaney way to win it. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, you know, we're eight seasons full-time in with him, and he's got ten wins. Uh, just a quick rundown of our past winners with eight seasons, Brad K 23 wins, Jimmy Johnson, 47 wins, Kyle Bush, 24 wins, Harvick, 11. Uh, the only one with less would have been Martin Truex Jr. He had two wins by this time, uh, but he was also not in top equipment. And as soon as he got put in top equipment with Toyota, he had 31 wins in that time. Joey, 17, Chase, 18, Larson, 19. Uh, yeah, like he doesn't really have an impressive stat or record right now, but with the way that our system works, he's a champion nonetheless. Like you can't take it from him. He beat some solid guys to get it, but like I, I can see why people have a gripe about it or might call for a change to format because you know it's it's not an impressive career really until this championship. That's my. That isn't. Isn't that kind of like with this setup of playoffs, the reality is, is he won. He got the points. He got himself there. So maybe wins aren't the only thing to get you there, right? Like that's the reality. 
Yeah, I mean, wins and consistency for sure. And, I mean, they won at the right times, you know what I mean? Like, he won at Talladega in the playoffs. That changed their season around. You look at Mike Truex Jr. had an incredible regular season, and they could not find momentum in the playoffs. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, great, Truex won the regular season championship. If I could swap those results for Blaney, I would. Like, the end is what matters. That's what they race for. No one's going to remember Truex winning the season, the regular season championship. But Except for you. Yeah, except for me. I mean, I got it tattooed on my back. So, <laughs> And I will say, too, if we want to talk about statistics, you know, um, I, I looked up a couple here. Matt Kenseth, when he won his first championship, he had seven – or sorry, his championship – he only had seven wins, uh, only had one on the season. How many um, years was he in, though? Only three, granted, sure. Yeah, because um, I mean, Brad had less, too. You know what I mean? He only had eight wins, but it was in three seasons. Right. So. Um, same as Jeff Gordon, though. Jeff Gordon only had nine wins when he won his first. So, you know, if you look at it just from a standpoint of, oh, they've only got this many wins, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine and dandy, but that doesn't delegitimize the win, especially if you look at... Uh, if you look at now, we have more winners per season than we've had in a long time. We have more competitive fields now than we ever did. Uh, so looking at the wins only determining, you know, whether or not someone's a top tier driver or not is kind of an irrelevant statistic. It really matters more about how consistently they are finishing top five, top 10. Uh, wins are great. Wins are definitely what the sport is built upon and things like that. But in this format, you know, you could technically finish 36th every race except for five and be the champion, right? Yeah, um, but the thing is, too, like, we've really had two seasons with a lot of different finishers. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, it's kind of, since really the next-gen car, like, right. so, I mean, that doesn't really change the fact about the, you know, six seasons before this where he wasn't putting up the results. Like, if you want to go based on equipment, like, Brad K, where are we at here? Like, eight wins, three seasons became the champ. Joey, 19 wins in six seasons became the champ. Ten wins in eight seasons. Like, Brad K and Joey outshine this guy by a mile. And again, I'm not taking away from Blaney winning the championship. Like, he's the champion. I love our format. But as far as champions go out of the past decade... Like, he's the least qualified. Where does he fall with equipment? Uh, Great equipment. Penske. Uh, So I will say this. For three seasons, however, he ran with Wood Motors Ford, which, as much as they are Penske equipment, they are far from being a Penske team. He he actually got them their last win back in, uh, well, 2017 or earlier, right? So... Um, you know, he didn't have great equipment then. Um, and to be honest with you, Penske's not a dominating team as far as wins. They just aren't. That's not their style. They no, go out, they run near the top 100%. Yeah. But they're not big on, you know, we're winning every race, we're dominating a field. Um, and even for that matter, Ford for the last couple of years hasn't been that organized, that manufacturer. We've seen a bit of a switch the last probably 15 races where they've found a bit of momentum. But, um, but you know, if you look at it that way, you know, he's probably living up to what he needs to do. He's kind of like a guy like Matt Kenseth who never really was dominating on the wins category, but he was a great driver who always, you know, finished clean and finished near the top. Even if he didn't put himself in position to win every race, uh, you know, he did exactly what he needed to get consistent results all the time. So did you see him winning, like, at the start of this year? Like, was he on your radar of Blaney could get this done? Uh, no. Um, but in, in my mind, too, I always – my biases affect that a lot, too, probably, right? Like, Yeah. Honestly, I, I think we'd all agree we didn't see anybody from Penske making the Final Four, like, the way that the year was going. Hey, right. I had a feeling about him, remember? That's true. <laughs> and honestly, like after Daga, like I like that's when I realized like, okay, you know what? Like this could happen for him. 
Yeah. Because I'm like, like I, I realized if he can make it to Phoenix, I think he's got the best shot. And that's just because of Phoenix. That's not like, you know, he's great under pressure or whatever. Like, but yeah, I, again, I'm not taking away anything away from him. I love Blaney, but he's always been kind of that guy that I thought like, you know, I'm going to root for him, but he's probably never going to win a championship. Kind of be like his dad. You know what I mean? Just a solid, good guy, good old boy that likes to race right. cars. But yeah. And like, I, I feel like I've just been beating on the guy. Like I'm so stoked. He's a champ. Like I'm happy for him. <laughs> like it's great for the sport. Like don't get me wrong, but like I, I can see the arguments and that's all I'm playing biased to is the arguments kind of devil's advocate, but that's fair. Yeah, like I will say though, I, I do think he'll be a popular champion. Like I don't yeah. think um I don't think there's anyone out there that's like, oh, I hate Ryan Blaney. You know what I mean? Like yeah. guy just doesn't rub people the wrong way. How do you dislike Ryan Blaney? He's a great guy. Um and so I think he'll be a popular champion even if you know people don't look at it as oh he was fantastic, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for having for Penske. You know, two yeah. seasons in a row, I didn't really think they were the top dogs, and here they are both years. I mean, that's it. My son was born last year. Joey won. Blaney won this year. It's all he knows is Penske dominance. So, <laughs> Austin Sindrick, 2024 champ. You heard it here first. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> all right, guys. Christopher Bell, Donnie's pick. Had a brake failure, ending his race prematurely, and being the only driver of the championship four to not complete the race. With the offseason beginning Monday, how much does this weigh on a team, considering how strong they were set up to finish it off the year? Um, I'm going to – oh, okay, go ahead, Corey. Nope, no, go, ahead, go Evan. <laughs> well, the so I, I really want to jump in here, not necessarily because I have too strong an opinion meaning on this, but um, the look – that I saw on Donnie's face when we came back from commercial break and all you see is Christopher Bell's car beat up on pit road. I've never seen such utter defeat in someone's face. Like just, Oh, drained him. Um, but to be honest, I don't, I, I mean, it's not like they dropped the ball or they beat themselves. This was a mechanical failure. Um, now that's not to say that maybe there was something they could have done to fix it, but it's not like they were on pit road and, you know, had a horrible stop or, uh, you know, he got a pit road speeding penalty or anything like that. They didn't beat themselves. They had a mechanical failure. It is what it is. Uh, you got to the final four. You had a great year. And let's be honest, getting to the final four is pretty much as close as you can get to having the ultimate season, right? And after that, you just kind of got to ride at what you got. And unfortunately, they were dealt a little bit of a unfortunate hand. Um Sometimes that's just the breaks, though. <laughs> True enough. Um, <laughs> now, I didn't find that they were exceptionally fast, but we never saw him later in the day, which we didn't find Ryan Blaney fast earlier in the day either, right? He wasn't the top guy by any stretch. Uh, so it would have been interesting to see how that played out. Uh, you never know. Might have taken a, uh, <laughs> a very un uh, uninteresting race and maybe turned it into something as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's. I don't think that's anything that they're going to really have a struggle with. I think back-to-back -back final four appearances um, are re really, really impressive. Um, again, another guy that doesn't rattle off the wins, but he's just always there, always quietly racking up points, stage points, whatever. I think he's a guy to really look out for as he continues to grow. Uh, what is this going to be his fourth season that he's coming into? Like he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's really, really talented. You know, we've had a lot of young guys over the last couple of years come into the sport that everyone talks about as being these uh, fantastic drivers, Tyler Reddick being one of them. Um, you know, Austin Sindrick had a lot of hype at the time, uh, Chase Briscoe and sure you can say, Oh, those guys don't have the equipment, whatever. Well, Austin Sindrick, his teammate won the championship. Um, Tyler Reddick is in basically Joe Gibbs equipment. He made it to the final eight. Um, so, you know, you look at these guys and you go, eh, maybe Christopher Bell's the top dog in this group. And, and to be honest, I kind of think that's the situation. If you look at JGR right now between him and, um, hold on, you're putting him over Truex and Denny. No, I With said the he's the top group. guy, top guy out of those young guys. Oh, 
But if you look at if you look at JGR right now, wait, you're calling Truex and Denny old? <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, if you look at if you look at JGR right now, they're set up really good for the future. I think I think Ty Gibbs is going to be a fantastic driver. Um, you know, I think he won Rookie of the Year this year. It'll be interesting to see what he does in his sophomore season. Um, and and uh, they'll have John Hunter Nemechek coming up through the ranks. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at uh, at JGR not long after after he spent a couple seasons over at uh, Legacy MC. So it's interesting, but nothing to beat those guys up about. I think they've got a really strong foundation to build on for 2024. Corey? I haven't you said s- everything that could be said. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but I think it, I think they go into next year still uh, in a good position. Like this has just been Toyota season. You know what I mean? You get great great results and horrible breaks, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, no matter how good things were going, they could just never get it going at the right time. So. You just go back to the drawing board, figure it out for next season, and I won't be surprised to see Bell back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a third consecutive for sure. And maybe a win, but we'll have to tune in next year. Are you going to tune in next year? You know who will be there? Before the green and after the checkers. All right. Let's move on to our final time that we talk about Kevin Harvick. He turns his final laps in a NASCAR Cup Series race, barring a surprise on retirement, and ends up with a solid top Still 10. Still hope. <laughs> a result that ends up extending his record-breaking streak <laughs> of consecutive top 10s at a single track to 21. Any final thoughts on Kevin Harvick's career? Never heard of the guy. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. <laughs> oh, you haven't been here the last eight weeks? Oh, that's Eric Almirola's teammate, yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. We never heard hardly a peep about Eric Alvarol all week. Or his like, whole career for that matter. <laughs> well, that's true too. But it's funny. Like you really kind of uh, like if you were ever confused about where you stood at Stuart Haas or within NASCAR as a whole, they really kind of gave him <laughs> gave him an idea this week. Yeah. <laughs> all year long, we've seen Stuart Haas like putting videos out of, of Havrick in like certain moments of his career and things like that. Haven't seen a thing about Eric hardly ever. I'm going to say um, this though: he announced his retirement last year, and then yeah. like, unretired. So, and I'm going to 2.0. Let me go with this. Oh, except Martin was successful, but um, let me uh, let me raise you this though. Then Donnie, <laughs> um, shoot, what was I going to say? Well, he went all in and had nothing. Yeah, I went all in, had absolutely Let me zero. raise you this. Um, but I will say I am looking forward to having Kevin Harvick in the booth. Um, I think he's uh, he's going to be an interesting dynamic for Fox Motorsports. Or sorry, Fox Racing, Fox Sports. Holy cow. Um, I think that'll be an interesting dynamic. Can't wait to see his uh, caricature in a suit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but no, it's uh, had a great successful career. Good for him. And that's the thing, like, we know, like, you know, the 29, the going around the track, the three out the window, like, you know, we watched this, we grew up watching Harvick. I'm interested, like, Corey's take on the guy, being, like, first year fan in the sport, like, how did you see Harvick? Like, was it, you know, kind of just a... You didn't even notice him. (laughs) Right? That's what I'm wondering, like, I mean, you do, but you don't. I only noticed him because it's last year, and that's all Evan talked about. <laughs> but, like, he never stood out to me as a driver like someone like Larson did. Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about it. The guy's got, what, 60 wins? Yeah. Many? Wow. Oh, yeah. And the guy. He won a lot just a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Like, yeah. He had he 2020? Nine. I think yeah, it was 2020. Like, think he was rattled nine, off nine, yeah. and Denny Hamlin had nine or something like that. Yeah. Like, it was stupid. The two of them won half of the races on the season. So, obviously, the guy was always able to drive, but. Yeah. And my boss's dog is named after him, so there's that. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, he's probably one of like the legends that went out as close to the top as you can, like, yeah. lately. Like, probably since Gordon, really. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Gordon won with what three races to go in his like it was his third last race that he won in. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jimmy's coming back and going to win the Daytona, and then it'll be him too. But you've got so many people you want to win Daytona when you're there. I want Truex to win. I want Johnson to win. Honestly, anyone but Chastain and Chase <laughs> and Bowman. They're gonna somehow tie. <laughs> no, if Bowman wins, then I'm just gonna yeah. I have that over Evan. Like I saw the guy win live. Like you're not even a real fan. <laughs> Eh, that's fine. I'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Pretty sure I, I have a better move on. Pretty sure what, Donnie? Pretty sure I got a better chance of winning Daytona than Bowman. <laughs> Easy. He'll beat me at qualifying, though. Yeah, but he qualifies on the front row. <laughs> right. He runs it, one lap years? real good. I think it's six years in a row now he's qualified a, in the first. He's going for that seven time this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move over, Jimmy Johnson and Dale Earnhardt. Uh, All right. Sorry, Mary, you were going to transition, and then we didn't. I was, but that's fine. It's your podcast. Between the two of you. I know, I'm saying you guys. It's true. Standouts of the week, guys. One last week, standouts of the week. I feel like we what keep cutting Corey have? off, so let's throw no, it to him first. I am so unprepared tonight. I'm trying to think of a standout in the top of my head. So <laughs> I think Donnie's the one who said he had something for sure, so why don't you start Well, there? I got one. I'll go. Oh, I'm sorry. Corey has something for sure. Let's go. My standout is NASCAR itself and Evan Locke for getting me into the sport. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think it was boring and made no sense, but I've fallen in love with it i guess <laughs> it's exciting it's beautiful. wow true confessions on the here's here's the real problem though after watching that race on sunday and that being your <laughs> kickoff to the off season are you going to be able to keep the love up oh yeah it'll be good <laughs> right yeah i thought it was boring and then after watching phoenix i was right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Why yeah, do we have to not my standout? That's well, for sure. Why do we have two races there and one of them being the championship? It's brutal. Right. And I mean, I've argued for Phoenix, but yeah, I want to see it back in Miami or somewhere else, really. Yeah, I'm good with pretty much any other option. I'd rather yeah. a road course almost than Phoenix. New Hampshire in November. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, get back on track here. Uh, my standout is Ford. And nobody crapped on Ford more this year than me. Uh, I, you know, the only bright light I said for Ford was RFK, and even their chances at a championship were non-existent. But Ford goes and sweeps the entire, like all three series, wins the championship. So, yeah, I don't mind eating my words. Pretty dominant way for Ford to end it, and I think they got to be going into next season with a lot of momentum. And I think every every driver on a Ford program's got to be thinking that the future's bright. It's really I, they were saying when they won, I think the second one or something. I think that I heard the comment they were in an interview and they were like, "Yeah, we're hoping that Donnie Johnson eats his words for before the green. We're going for the solid third one." Yeah, I heard that too, and here I am. <laughs> well, after seeing him over the weekend, he probably could eat his words. <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh (laughs) all right evan you're the final one yeah i'm actually uh gonna go a little bit unique i guess i don't think we've done this this year but i'm gonna give it to the odds makers in vegas uh simply because we came into um we came into this week with um, Corey Heim being the favorite uh, to win the truck race or the truck championship, uh, and uh, it ended up being uh, Ben Rhodes again. Also, if you haven't watched his post-race interview, you got to watch that. Um, and then uh, we had John Hunter Nemechek as the favorite to win Xfinity, and uh, Cole Custer won that. And then in the Cup Series, uh, Byron was the odds-on favorite with, uh, with with Kyle Larson being right there, too. And Blaney went and messed that up. So um, I guess my standard of the week is is whoever picked all the favorites of the week because none of them got it done. So it just goes to show you that just because 
your back's a little bit against the wall doesn't mean you can't pull it off. So there's that. All right, guys, let's yeah. uh, we're going to kind of change up our before the green segment this week. Uh, and we're obviously we're not looking forward to Daytona just yet. We are going to do a season preview in the spring uh, where we touch base on that, of course, and make our picks for the race. Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of comments on the season. Um, get uh, get picks from all three of us. Uh, Marilee's probably going to be back here later on. But uh, for right now, uh, Donnie, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you think was the most improved driver on the season? Uh, my pick, hands down, Bubba Wallace. Uh, mm. We've seen the guy find his own on the road course. Like For any driver to make the improvements that he did just on road alone is impressive. But I feel like we've really seen a mental shift happen, too, with him. Uh, he hasn't been as down on himself. Uh, he's been very competitive. Uh, he's been happier, you know, with a top five. He's not beating himself up like, oh, I need to win that. Like, I uh, just put together a really consistent year. He made the playoffs. 23-11 as a whole is looking great. So, yeah, I think he was the most improved. And I think going forward, even, we're going to see more out of him. So. Yeah, good call. Corey, where are you at? I mean, I've never watched NASCAR before this season, so I can't really say who's most improved. So I'm going to say pass. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, – I don't necessarily know that it was most improved driver, but his statistics were, were drastically improved. A lot of that my, may have been due to equipment, but uh, what? My statistics? Am I your most no. improved? No, oh, oh. shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you made it past the first five races of the season, so <laughs> good job. Uh, no, I'm actually going to go with Chris Buescher. Um, extremely impressive season for him, especially the last half. Uh, so uh, really good for him. Uh, three wins on the season, nothing to shy away from at all. And like I say, a lot of that may be that this is the best equipment he's ever had in his career, uh, but it doesn't matter. The statistics look drastically better so yeah um, and with bush or two like that's a program that's still building you know what oh, i mean yeah. like again like i said about bubba like future's bright for that kid like yeah. if rfk keeps going forward which i have no reason to think that they won't like then yeah and the thing well, with bush or two like i kind of forget like because he fell off quick but the guy was in the final eight yeah you know what i and, mean like you make it halfway through the playoffs like and let's not be delusional here. Um, like, let's be completely fair to the guy. He was in the exact same equipment as the 2012 champion, you know, uh, uh, as much of a, uh, a veteran as you could have right now in our sport, who's accomplished just about every major milestone that you would want to uh, with Brad Keselowski. And he outperformed him pretty near every week. Yeah. You know, so. Did you uh, see Blaney shout out, Brad? You know, I'll talk about Brad Keselowski any chance I get. I didn't but, catch that. Yeah, at the press conference, he thanked Brad for being instrumental in his career, giving him a chance in the sport, kind of helping him along the way. I just thought it was a pretty classy move on his part. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I think there's a little bit of a rough feeling there between Joey and Brad, but I think I think Brian, Ryan was good with uh, with both of those guys. I don't think there's an issue there. But yeah, uh, but yeah he I think Brad and Joey are just competitive. Maybe. Yeah. But, there was that whole incident there a couple years back when they wrecked at Daytona in practice or whatever and and uh, said about Disneyland or whatever. I forget the exact quote, but um, yeah, but yeah um, super good for them. Yeah, he would have put uh, he would have put Blaney in a truck, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, all right, Corey, I'm going to throw this one to you. Biggest surprise on the season. Um, I'm going to go have to go with Chase Elliott not winning. I know he had injuries and everything, but I think everybody expected him or wanted him to win. And just Especially when done. that pairs a hole tries to make yeah. it happen every week. And <laughs> it wasn't even fast. Like he, It's not like he almost won a race. It's like he was in the like 20 to 30th every week, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was something weird with him this year. I don't know what it was. Mm. Um, and maybe it was just a perception that seemed weird. But um, But as far as I'm concerned, he did seem off for sure. I mean, like when you're at Watkins Glen and you're running out of fuel, like they, the whole yeah. team just seemed off. Yeah, I, that still to me is the strangest thing. Yeah, um, because like I feel like I knew that they weren't going to make it three laps 
from the yeah from the yeah it was just like, simple math really like anyone could figure that out they must yeah, have like asked I, James Small too well <laughs> yeah. no, I just I feel like when that information was handed to to Alan you know I feel like anybody on that team should have went three laps <laughs> you know but no one did so I guess it is what it is uh what about you Don uh let's see like I, I got a couple written down here I'm just gonna try and pick one uh yeah, I'll go with my boy Martin Truex Jr. The oh. failure that they saw in the playoffs. Like yeah, to yeah. have such a I was gonna say have such a bad year last year. You finished fourth, but you missed the playoffs. You had a good year. But to have such a great season and then it all just fall apart and you never be able to get that back. Like I just there's no yeah. No chance I saw that happening. I honestly like Week after week, I thought they were going to turn it around, and I really thought Martin was going to win the championship this year. Like, it wasn't all just talk. Like, I really thought that was going to be it. And, yeah, that was my biggest surprise. Besides right. coming back from commercial and seeing Bell into the wall. <laughs> yeah, that was a shock. Eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the season. I think um, probably my biggest surprise on the year was seeing Kyle Busch win with RCR only three races in, was it? Um, super impressive. Um, and, and I say that obviously the two things that you guys mentioned were probably bigger surprises in a sense. Um, but I don't want to pick the same one. So here we are. Uh, but no one expected Kyle Bush to hit it off with RCR that fast, let alone, um, even see that performance out of RCR, you know, RCR is great. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're really moving up compared to where they were even three to four years ago. Uh, but to see them fire off that quick, uh, and then I think they get three wins on the season, uh, you know, is, is really, really good. So uh, that was a that was a pretty big surprise to me, too. Um, yeah. In that regard, uh, let's talk about teams that are likely to or I shouldn't say teams necessarily, but drivers or whoever that's likely to see a huge uptick in performance in 2024. Uh, I am going to I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to throw it out at you. Uh, I think we see Ross Chastain come back in 2024. I know he was kind of sneaky there getting into the round of 12, maybe round 12, I think is where he was, right? Um, When he kind of got out of there. I think we're going to see the Ross from the first of this season and last year back. And I think that that's going to be something that, uh, that the competition needs to look out for. I think that uh, you very well might see Trackhouse put a lot of, uh, a lot of results together. I also think bringing SVG in is probably going to help those guys out on the road course side quite a bit. And, uh, you know, if you give those guys another place to be a major threat, obviously Ross already won at Coda the other year, uh, last year, sorry. Um, Suarez won it at, at uh, Sonoma last year. So you give these guys a little more um, experience and development on the road courses could really be a threat to do some pretty major stuff next year. That Bush sponsorship too, like that's kind of one of those things that goes under the radar. But when you know you have yeah. money backing you consistently week in and week out, like yeah, as much as I don't want to see it, like I think there's a good possibility that he puts together a solid year. Here's my only thing with that is the way he was racing Blaney. Uh, for, like Blaney's in a Ford, you know what I mean? If that's Larson. Like, is Hendrick on the radio with Justin Steves saying, like, hey, back off my guy? Marks? Yeah. 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 Sorry, Justin sorry. Marks. Yeah, yeah. Threw me off for a second. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, like Ross said Sunday, he doesn't care. And uh, to be honest. And I hope he doesn't because he's. I, it's I funnier. Think, I think when you put uh, the results up, <laughs> I think when you put the results up, your team owner is a lot less likely to care about who you upset. Yeah. Right. What about you? Uh, uh, let's go Corey first on that one. Who do you think you'll see a huge uptick from? Uh, yeah, Donnie actually already touched on mine, but I see Bubba having a really good 2024. Like you said, fast improvement road courses and just overall in the playoffs, even when he got eliminated, like he still raced hard. He was still up in the top 10 and big money in that team. Michael Jordan's a winner, has always won, will want his guys to win. So. I think he's there's a real chance of him winning at least two races next year, if not more. I like that. 
The other thing, too, um, with him, you know, I think one of the biggest things for Bubba is getting that mental aspect of his of his driving right. And uh, I think when he got down on Larson's door there at Vegas or Texas, whichever one it was on that restart, and uh, and he, long story short, he outdrove Kyle Larson. And, um, you know, I think that was a huge confidence boost for him. It did. It really seemed like one of those moments like, hey, you know what? I belong with these guys, and I'm going to race like I do. Like, that's right. the shift i seen with them. I love it. Yeah, definitely. All right, who you got, Donnie? All right, you guys probably gonna laugh at me, but surprise, surprise! It has to do with what you're saying. It's gonna be a Toyota, but a Legacy Motor Club. I think that switch Legacy. over. Yeah, I think that switch over to Toyota is gonna do that whole team well. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, I think you know probably gonna win Rookie of the Year. He showed a lot of promise in Xfinity, and Eric Jones in garbage equipment all this year still was competitive a lot of times not for entire races but showed flashes of brilliance and i think eric jones is underrated he's kind of one of those guys that didn't get it going at gibbs but i think he kind of found some more talent as his career went on we just haven't seen it a whole lot because of the equipment he's in so i think with uh them going back or jones going back to toyota and uh, legacy going for the first time i think it's going to be big improvements and I think we'll probably see a win out of Jones and a solid season out of uh, John Hunter. I would agree with you, but we've never seen Joe Gibbs racing give up on someone prematurely. So <laughs> definitely yeah, not two-time Joey champion Logano Joey Logano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't see a huge uptick in Alex Bowman's performance next year? I do, but I didn't want to be, you know, the guy. Um, oh, no, whatever. He doesn't even have faith in his own driver. No, I, t- wow. I totally do. I just, I think that there's other drivers that uh, also deserve that recognition. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you'll likely see all four Hendrick cars have a, have a slight uptick. Uh, even, even William Byron, I wouldn't be surprised to see that guy do even a little bit better. Uh, not necessarily get more wins, but be more consistent and more of a threat. Uh, you know, don't be surprised to see that organization just keep moving up, up and up. That's who they are as a team. That's who they are as an organization. It is what it is. So and I did, this is I, the bias that Evan was talking about earlier. Oh, Marilee's back. Right, which is which is which is why I, I, I try to avoid that and expressing that, but so so here here's a trend for you. You guys love trends. Sure. So twenty twenty one, Kyle Larson wins the most races. Ten. Twenty twenty two, it's um Elliot wins the most races. Twenty twenty three is Byron. I love this so, trend. So to I me, in 2024, going. it's going to be Larson again. <laughs> yes, guys. You are <laughs> such a jerk. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, nothing else makes sense in that trend. You are such a jerk. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, most likely to see a great 2023 take a step backward. Uh, so these are guys that had a great year this year that I think in 2024 we might see them uh, perform a little worse. Uh, let's go to you first, Don. All right, uh, kind of going back to one of your standouts, but Kyle Busch. Mm. Uh, I just, I honestly, I think next year is going to be the year that his whole win streak ends. I, I think RCR is a hot mess right now. Uh, he wasn't good to end the season uh, since where are we at here? Since Loudon, uh, nine races, twentieth or worse. Like, Ooh. yeah, really? like he, he, you know what I mean? Like he got that win. I didn't see that happening last year. Like. Definitely was one of the top standouts of the season, but that whole program right now, like the, it just seems like a mess. And I don't know, they they ended the season pretty bad, so I don't see them fixing the issues yet. Yeah, I can see so that. How you like that, Steve? Ooh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he st- he stood you up for Saturday, and all of a sudden you're upset with him, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he was supposed to come. Well, he was on the he was on the fence. Uh, Corey, like what Kyle about Bush, you? He didn't show up. Uh, true enough. 
Corey, what about you? Who do you uh, who do you think had a better year this year than they're gonna next? Um, I gotta go with William Byron. I'm not saying he's gonna have a bad year, but I think Hendrick is gonna make sure Chase Elliott wins next year, and they're gonna put a lot behind him. So, and I mean Larson's greatest, so he's not gonna take a step back. So, I feel like <laughs> if any if anyone is in that team, it's gonna be William. Okay. No real uh, reasoning behind it. It's just a feeling. That's your gut. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm well, you're go right with... about Blaney. For one week, and then you didn't peck him for the final four. <laughs> yeah, right. I am, I'm actually going to take uh, what I think is probably the easy pickings. Uh, I think Ryan Blaney is going to take a step backward next year. I don't see him repeating. Uh, not to say he won't <laughs> have a great year, uh, but I don't, uh, you know, we, we're not really in a generation where we see a lot of back-to-back repeats. I actually can't think of the last one that we saw. Um, might have been Jimmy in like 2010, which is like the last repeat. So um, not in a generation of repeats. I think we'll probably see them take a step backwards. But having said that, Penske won the last two. So you never know. I could be wrong. Uh, well, all right. Look at statistics. <laughs> uh, most likely to announce retirement in 2024. Um Corey, who do you got? I'd say Martin Truex. I don't Can't know what argue else to say that. With that, but he's only <laughs> under contract for next year, right? Yeah, he's yeah. only one and, year at a time. I mean, right Denny, now. I think, signed two, so it's chances are it's not going to be him. So. Unless he does the two-year retirement tour. like <laughs> I think well. Richard Petty did that back in the day. It was two years. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got, uh, Ron? I'm probably going to have to go with Alex Bowman. I think the kid wakes up and realizes, you know what? I don't have the talent. I'm pretty much just a hack. And no. Uh, honestly, yeah. As much as I hate to say it, I'm leaning towards Martin. Like, I hope they put in a solid season. And I, I hope he can come to terms with it earlier so it's not hanging over his head. But like, I also feel like Truex is the guy that's not going to announce at Daytona. It's his last year and want the fanfare every week. So yeah. it's going to be like a balancing act. We'll probably get a, you know, message late summer. Like, yeah, this is it for me. And then <laughs> might even, might even be post Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Right. This championship speech. So yeah. All right, guys, I'm out at his championship speech. <laughs> yeah. My Lord. Oh, so you think if he does win the championship, that would make him retire more or. Like I think another year with James Smalls enough to make anyone <laughs> want to leave the sport. <laughs> um, actually, it should make think... James Small want to leave this fortress. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw one at you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Brad Keselowski step out of the car after next season. I wanted to say that, but I think it depends on if he can win. Yeah, I think so too, but I also think it depends on if he thinks that he can put somebody else in the car that can win more. I think from a from his perspective right now, he's accomplished what he wants to accomplish as far as, you know, he's got his championship, he's got his wins, he's got all the marquee races. He's going to go down as as a as a Hall of Fame driver in my opinion, you know. I I don't think there's really much disagreement there. Um so I think I think right now he's kind of transitioning into that mindset of what's best for the team as a whole. And we saw that this year multiple times he pushed Chris Busher to a win and, and whatnot instead of ever even trying to make a move. And that is yeah. a that is a team owner mindset. Um, you know, we don't see that from a guy like Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin still has that <laughs> I'm gonna get this, this is for me, screw the team, whatever. Like yeah. when I strap in, I'm there. I don't see that mentality in Brad, and I think once you lose that killer mentality of I don't care who else it is, whether it's my teammate, uh, as Tony Stewart once said, I will wreck my mother to win a championship. Um, you know, I think I think once you lose that mentality of win at all costs and start going, okay, what's better for the team? I think it might be time to step out of that uh, that seat. I think Brad might be looking to see what's next in his future. My only thing with that is. I think the best thing for that team is Brad in that seat. Probably. And and I think Brad would be aware of that. I think Chris, like, you can't argue that, you know, Chris Buescher just had a career year and he's learning under Kozlowski. Blaney just wins a championship. 
and thanks Keselowski for everything he teaches them. You know what I mean? Like Brad's so good in that car to make it better. It was kind of like Kurt Busch at 2311. Like he sent Bubba in with the Kansas setup that Bubba won the race with. Like when you have a guy that's so good in the car, that just helps the entire team. Yeah. And I, that would be my only thing is I think if Brad did step out, I think it's going to hurt the team more than help them. And there's not really a standout that I'm like, yeah, put him in the car. But at the same time, if Brad gets competitive, wins a couple of races, then I can see him calling it a career on a high note. But, man, I'm not ready for that. If I lose Truex and Keselowski in the same year, that's going to be rough. <laughs> well, to be we, fair, might, I, we might lose Donnie if that happens. <laughs> right? <laughs> like to we, might, we might lose Donnie just with Truex, to be fair. Yeah. It'll be in my championship um, speech. All right, Marley, I'm going to throw this one to you, so pay attention. Uh, it's the last one. Most likely to see their podcast blow up in 2024. It's our hometown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been hoping to start my podcast in 2024, so I hope. Oh, I mean, before the green. And just to be clear, Obviously. she's not starting a competitor contest. her own nascar podcast (laughs) trust me when i say absolutely not but um i'm hoping to see before the green takeoff i think we've got some exciting things headed your way so i think we've got some exciting lots um should we maybe switch number six to number five here and uh and maybe discuss some of the big things that we've got coming up no i think you should round up picks first Okay, we'll round it out then. <laughs> Can't go off script, Evan. Well, no, but it's just this is kind of rolling that up. And, like, anyway. Last week, right. we only made picks for the championship four. Plus, this is about me this week. Given that our weekly picks race was all wrapped up by Donnie, Evan picked Byron, Donnie chose Bell, Corey chose Larson, and Mary Lee, coming from out of nowhere, picks the winner with who? Yay. Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. So, while we aren't ready to unveil our exact format yet, we are very excited that Corey, and apparently Anne Marilee possibly, <laughs> is going to be joining in those next picks next year also. So, that is it for picks. Um, also, it's a winner-takes-all scenario. So, I won picks overall for the year because I Oh, yeah. Be well, Ross Chastain won the race, so sorry. You didn't pick the winner. That's yeah. true. That's so. true. I won the championship winner. <laughs> well, I won, I won the, the regular winner. season. That counts for something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a winner takes I all. I don't know. Why don't you ask Truex? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did all the right. most Toyota thing this year. Dominate to be fair, winning the regular season championship did get him all the way to the round of eight. So Yeah. Because it wasn't all his right. performance. <laughs> Ev, let me set this up for you a little bit, okay? Sure, you go for it. I just want to ask this one question. Who is most likely to see their podcast blow up in 2024, Evan? Before the green after the checkers. Oh, well, tell us more. What are we bringing to the listeners that they might want to stick around and tell their friends about? Oh, my Lord. Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) so for the next uh, 10 out of 11 weeks, uh, we will be doing special podcasts uh, they are not going to be the normal format. They're going to be long form uh, essay type uh, podcast, kind of brief, only somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes, most of them. Uh, but uh, just some cool content about the 10 most influential people in NASCAR. And I will tell you right now, it's OK if you don't agree with our 10 list. Well, we're like not changing me. our list. <laughs> we're not. Changing. I thought I should have been on it, but I was number 11, so. Yeah. Well, again, you don't have to agree with our list because mine did not have you anywhere near 11. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've got an intro we're going to play for everyone. We do. This will give you a really good idea of what's coming up this season. But uh, to kind of introduce you, here we go. We had to park the race car a couple blocks away from the motel. We hauled booze and stuff with them and made sure that we had the car to beat the Revendeers with. So uh, I was pretty well on my way racing when I got to the race car. Well, I think a Winston Cup race would, would work and, and people would like it no matter where, no matter where it went. And certainly uh, Las Vegas. 
I'll tell you something else. Uh, I just, he's talking about coming to Texas and winning his first cup race. He won his first bus race here. You know, it's really nothing special. It's just a job my dad does. He could be a plumber, you know. Yesterday afternoon, the Hendrick Motorsports Beach 200 disappeared from the radar, trying to land at the tiny Blue Ridge Regional Airport. We're going to Homestead! Make room, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt. There's another seven-time champ. Jimmy Jackson wins his seventh NASCAR Sprint Cup Championship. Well, that sounds exciting. Man, I get goosebumps every time. That, that was Jimmy pretty Johnson. great, actually. Honestly, that Jimmy Johnson clip, there is something about it. I can't uh, argue with it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was a Johnson guy. Yeah, I wasn't. Literally, but, he's the greatest ever. Like, there's no argument. I like there. You can argue, but you're wrong. Like, the greatest ever. All right, well, we don't get to argue right now because I just got an idea for the question of the week. <laughs> before you do, before who is you the greatest do, of all time? Who is the greatest of all time? Just before you do, though, <laughs> shout out to Evan on that intro. Yeah, that was awesome. Good, uh, yeah. good job, bud. Thanks, Don. You're always my biggest supporter. <laughs> yeah. That's why you were my first pick to do this with instead of Marley or Donnie or Marley and Corey back in the day. <laughs> Well, it and because I'm your because most he's... handsome friend, you said. Yeah. Don't anyway. Yeah. Okay. So hey, it's on the podcast, listen. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question of the week, Corey. All right. Question of the week. Let's go with it. Who do you guys feel is the greatest of all time? That wasn't the question. <laughs> There's nothing else <laughs> written there. <'cause... laughs> uh. I mean, you got to go with the driver of the 48, like I said, Alex Bowman. He just, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to get you that 32 or better every week. See? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Jimmy Johnson, hands down. Like, the guy was dominant. He dominated, and they had to change formats because of the guy. Like, he won five in a row. Like, mm. I mean, you know, he's in top equipment his whole career. Like, that works for him. But, I mean, the only guy that, like, I and I mean, this is my bias, but the only guy that comes close, I think, could have been Truex. If Truex had top equipment his whole career, I think we're talking <laughs> something different, too. Evan's in shock right now with his mouth, like, yeah, wide open. I mean, just I know he is. As soon as, as soon as Truex got top equipment, he rattled off 31 wins in seven years. So, I mean... Yeah. Whew. So Jimmy Johnson one A, true X one B. I do gotta say, when you're changing the rules because of a driver, it's pretty hard to yeah. say he's not the greatest. Kinda like our points format, eh? Yeah. Like sure. if that gets changed, obviously it's because I was so great and dominant. I, I'm coming for you next year, buddy. Just yeah. enjoy your win now. <laughs> I will say so my greatest of all time, I think um I think you're better off to make like a, a Mount Rushmore. Nope. Of, you're of, no, greatest of all time. That wasn't the question. No, no. Um, <laughs> just because. No, nope. again, greatest of all time. Answer the question. Would you shut up for a second? <laughs> nope. Let's hear um, it. So it. you pick two drivers, you goof. <laughs> okay, then I'll just go Jimmy Johnson. Make it easy. Sorry I broke the rules, Corey. Jimmy Johnson, greatest of all time. Okay. All right. So. Because of how long of the sport, it is hard to compare generations to generations and things like that. However, my opinion of greatest of all time, best wheelman in this sport, uh, is probably David Pearson. Um, Who? David Pearson. Uh, the guy ever thought never won a championship would actually oh, right three. won three. <laughs> He's so great, I didn't even know he was a three-time champ. Uh, the man very rarely, if ever, won, ran a full-time season. Uh, hey, listen, one... Evan, I'll give you a chance to edit this all out. You just say Jimmy Johnson. You know you want to. No, I will stay true to myself, and uh, you have no control of how I edit this. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, the man won 105 races and only like 500 and some starts. Uh, just absolutely dominated uh, in that era. And uh, had he actually ran a little bit more full-time, he probably would have uh, probably would have been – 
in that conversation a little more about how many championships each driver has and things like that. I think probably was, would have remembered the three he had if he was. I bet. Uh, so I think he was probably the greatest actual wheelman the sport has ever seen. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's lots of greats on that list. We didn't mention Earnhardt. We didn't mention Gordon. We didn't mention you know. Of course, we think this is the greatest of all time. Johnson. <laughs> um, One answer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Um, yeah, that's that. That would be my pick if I had to pick one. It'd be David Pearson. And we know how Evans' picks turn out. Right, so. on. What about you, Mary Lee? Dale Jr. Well, prettiest of all that, time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dale Jr. was good. I'll give him that. I think he has done very well in his post-driving career as well to stay very relevant and in the sport. So I think he's pretty great, personally. I mean, Dale Jr. the legacy, right? He'd beat Casey, or not Casey Kane. He'd be, ugh. He would beat Chase Elliott probably today still as, like, most popular in NASCAR. Oh, no doubt. Oh, like, hands down. crazy yeah. how much you hear of Junior. Right? Like, when one guy can run an Xfinity race a year and people lose their minds and, like, like yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, I think it's the best thing ever for Bristol, Tennessee, that he did not win when he was in Bristol this year because, like, it would have just been pandemonium. Right. Oh. And, like, what would be the point of even having a cup race the next day? <laughs> like, let's, exactly. Like, let's be 100% honest here. There would be nothing even remotely sensible on, like, following that. It would just be unbelievable. But yeah, at the same like, point, still want to see him win. That'd be awesome. And, and honestly, he was uh, on fire. He was on fire, yeah. yeah. And he still does the Ally commercials over Alex Bowman, who's actually in that car now. So, yeah. Actually, Dale never even drove the Ally car. Oh, yeah. Dale was never sponsored by Ally his entire career. Uh, he's you in know, their commercials. The greatest of all time, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Let's look at his who last Pearson, three seasons. Uh, who is Pearson's main sponsor, Evan? That iconic Pearson? greatest of all time. What number? Who is the sponsor? Typically, he ran for the Wood Brothers with 21 with Motorcraft. We'll fact check that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but that's what he's known for, running with the Wood Brothers. I'm just saying, if he was that great, Wood Brothers would have had 100 wins by now. Wood Brothers is only one win away from 100. Weren't they supposed to win that last year with yeah. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Greatest Picks of All Time over here. <laughs> let's, let's remember that last year, he thought Harrison Burton was going to win in his rookie season. <laughs> And how do I feel about Harrison Burt now? Yeah. <laughs> Is that why he quit the podcast? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Damn, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just know you're not ready for the big show yet. So I had to go down, <laughs> get my skills going, and came back and dominated on the championship picks. So you're, so you're not doing this next year then? You're going back to? I don't know. I'll do this seven times. <laughs> seven. Times. I mean, you got to win it seven times to be the greatest ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to call it a night. I bet you a are. Season. It's not a night. It's a season. That's true. It is a season. Wow. Maybe I'm, I'm not as ready era. anymore. Who do you think's the greatest of all time, Corey? I know you're you know, only I, in this I, year. I mean, like you said, I got to go with Jimmy Johnson. Perfect. Five in a row. Like, can't deny it. Donnie, I, I wouldn't take the opinion of the guy who started watching this year. No, I've even said that before. I mean, he's the only guy with a playoff driver besides me in this thing this year. I'd trust his opinion. <laughs> you can't even spell NASCAR, let alone give opinions on it. You said that yourself, wow. bro. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> just quoting you now. <laughs> All right, Donnie, how would you kick off this outro? <laughs> I would love to. Uh, it's been a great year. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with you, three clowns, week in, week out. And I'm thankful to anybody who takes the time, tunes in, and listens to us. Because, yeah, if you're getting a little bit of enjoyment out of that, that's great. Even if you're not, we're going to be back here next season because this is fun <laughs> for us. So thanks so much, though. Uh, we hope you're all back next year. And tell a friend. Yeah, it's been great. I've only been here half the season, but been a lot of fun thanks everyone for listening and hope you guys all watch your off-season content while you listen to donnie and i try to read the big words that evan has written for us so <laughs> that in itself is gonna be 
worth tuning in for. So forgive me. Was, the, I, I knew Donnie wasn't homeschooled, so I just I oh, forgot yeah. that you were. <laughs> Uh, of course, as always, off season and on, we want to make sure you are liking, following, and subscribing to our Facebook and Instagram, and of course, your favorite listening podcast app, so that you're not missing any of our content coming up, and when we start next season as well. Uh, also, I want to take this opportunity uh, not only to say thank you guys all for a great season, uh, listeners and, and co-hosts as well alike. Um, and we can't wait to be back here for next season's regular season content. Um, but we're also really looking forward to the off-season stuff, so make sure to check that out. But before I go, I do want to say thank you to you three guys specifically. Um, when I approached you, Donnie, last year about doing this, um, you very well could have easily said no. Uh, and you didn't. Uh, and the same can be said for Marilee and Corey. Uh, Corey, I, I choice were made. It's funny. I couldn't get Corey to even record his question of the week. And then all of a sudden we convinced him to come on one night. And, uh, I and did. Marilee I did that. Him. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being part of this. Um, I, won't, I won't say it's necessarily a dream of mine, but uh, very strongly a passion project. And I'm so glad I get to share it with you three. <laughs> So thank you. I would have rather you call that a dream. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, but in all seriousness, thank you guys so much. And uh, I really, really appreciate everything you guys do to appease me. For sure. I should say thanks I for listening to my singing. Also, is Pearson one of the top <laughs> doing there? Most influential? Uh, No. No, okay. I, I just didn't remember seeing you on the list. I just wanted to make sure. Kind of weird to get the greatest NASCAR driver. Right? Was Jimmy on it? Uh, yeah, you know Jimmy's what? Let's go wait and find out. out. <laughs> All right, guys. To be clear, Good night. You, to be clear right. you can be a That's a wrap. No, bye. It's a wrap. I hate you all. <laughs> Three new co hosts next year. We out. <laughs>